You're listening to the Biz Booster Podcast, a podcast for future multi-seven-figure entrepreneurs. Here, we strip down marketing to the basics and help even the newest CEO elevate and automate their marketing strategy. I'm your host, Nina Blom, CEO and founder of Blom Social Co., a digital marketing agency for women-led brands and businesses. Put on those headphones and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to the Biz Booster Podcast. Today, I have such a juicy episode for you guys. We have Connie here as a special guest. Connie is a brilliant brand strategist and designer who creates brand identities for ambitious female entrepreneurs that have big dreams, okay? She helps them stand out within their industry, attract their dream clients, scale their businesses through branding that builds real authority. She has been in business for over two years now, and she has found her passion for empowering and lifting up other women that are in business. So if you are excited and you're ready to talk all things branding and brand strategy, stay tuned and let's get right into the episode. Oh, hello, Connie. How are you? <laughs> hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to talk all things brand strategy, which I know that you're like brilliant. Um, you're a brilliant brand designer, brilliant brand strategist. I've like talked to you on Instagram already and I'm like, maybe I'll have to do a rebrand. I've done like 10 rebrands since I've started my business. So I think it's time for something solid. But I guess I just kind of want to just start off and ask you a little bit about like, what made you decide to get into brand strategy and design? Did you start off with that? Because I know as like online business owners, we can pivot a lot. But yeah, tell me a little bit more about like your journey. Yeah, 100%. Well, I have always been creative. One, I've always like where I studied at school, I studied photography and art and design, all that kind of stuff. I was always creative and in my spare time did creative things, but never kind of pursued them. And so I started what is now known as Higher Connie back in 2020 when I just had my little girl. Um, so she was probably around four or five months old then. Um, I was still like technically class on maternity leave. Um, I think lockdown was just starting then. And I was just like, I'm not going back to a nine to five. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> Can't do it. Sorry. So I think I probably realized that a long time ago uh, that I didn't want to go back to a nine to five, but just having my little girl kind of give, gave me the kick up the butt that I needed to be like, okay, like let's take it seriously now and like follow something you actually really want to do and that I enjoy doing. So that's what I started to do. So I told my job that I was at the time, I was like, see ya, not coming back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I just started like googling like jobs that I could do working from home so that I could still look after Erica and spend all my time Erica's my little girl because I didn't want to that's something I just didn't want to give up so I started googling jobs that I could do started learning graphic design came up as one of those so I started learning about it and just threw myself into all these different courses that kind of the blessing of lockdown gave us that time that we wouldn't have ordinarily had so I just like threw myself into all these courses and absolutely loved it loved learning about all these different things I didn't realize that there was so much that went into it and also in part of that like in the meantime and like interims I was a photographer for like people in my local area I was doing like pet portraits of like their dogs and stuff which I love doing I just did it it was like something I could do while Erica was napping that kind of thing and it was like during my my time doing that when I was like trying to market myself um as a photographer like in my local area I was seeing all these businesses that just looked like so samey they just didn't stand out and I was like there's surely like there is more to this and that's something that kind of was in the back of my mind like I'd love to be like to help these people like create brands that really like 
shout about them and that stand out and like grab your attention so that was kind of then when I started looking in graphic design those two things kind of married up and I was like okay like this is probably something I can do so that's kind of where it stemmed from and I just started posting things on Instagram I posted like my little logo designs I started off with and it all just went from there I started off charging 20 pounds for a logo design and now I'm I'm here which is mad (laughs) yes I love that I love that and I know that you were saying just now like that a lot of the businesses that you were you know trying to like do photography things for kind of seemed like they were all same same like there was no really differentiating factor between them if you were talking to like a brand new entrepreneur, like what are some things that you would tell them when they're like getting started building their brand? 100%. I have so much advice for this, <laughs> but I will try and condense it because it's something that I still see like nowadays, like with like the influx of like virtual assistants, for example, that there is. And it's amazing that there's now all these online service providers, but they all go to the same place to create their branding and everyone goes to Canva to create their branding, don't they? Right? Which of course they do because it's an amazing free tool, but it just means that now there's like an influx of businesses looking samey, samey. Um, so yeah, I'd start with like my first piece of advice would be like getting clarity. And I feel like it's quite a broad a piece of advice that probably a lot of people give is like get clarity on what you want to do, but like really get clarity on what your business is, like what you stand for, for one, like who your audience is, what you're trying to achieve is getting clarity on all those things will lead you to creating your brand, creating what you're visually going to look like, because creating your brand isn't just like creating some pretty visuals that there, there is all of those things lead into it. So I'd say really getting clarity on what makes you different, what your brand's going to stand for, because your brand at the end of the day is there to attract your audience. It's not there to like be a reflection of like your personal likes and dislikes. It should be tailored to like who your audience is, what will attract them, what's going to resonate with them. So really getting clear on your audience and what you stand for and what makes you different is really going to help you to begin with. And also consistency. Again, that links into the clarity because once you have the clarity, like be consistent with it because it is so key when you start up that you're making impact from day one. Every point that someone comes into contact with you, your brand is making the right impact, giving the right message. So if you're confused or like not quite sure on your brand, not quite sure on who you're talking to, you're like chopping and changing your graphics, what colors you're using, what fonts you're using. It can seem like really small things like, oh, I've just changed the font that I'm using, but that will lead to like your audience being confused and your audience being unsure on who you are. So clarity and consistency to start with. And then obviously, like I just said, like first impressions matter. So making sure that every space that your audience comes into contact with you is like thought out and is making the same impact that's making the same, uh, creating the same message. So delivering that within your audience will make a decision in seconds, whether they want to stick around and see what you have to say, or like scroll down your grid, you know, keep on reading your website, like they will make that decision in seconds. So you need to be making sure that those seconds count and you're making as much impact as you can and delivering the same message every single time. I absolutely freaking love that. But something, another thing I want to touch on too is you said brand strategy. And it's a lot more than, because when I first entered the space, 
everyone knows my story. If you don't <laughs> go back a couple of episodes and you'll be able to like listen all the way through. But when I started in the space as a virtual assistant and pivoted into social media manager, I got on Canva. That's what everybody tells you to do when you first start your business. You know, it's just like the very quick, easy way to get started on your branding. And then I didn't like it. And then I switched it up. And then I didn't like it again. And then I switched it up. And then I just switched up the font, just kind of how you did. Like, you know, and I think for me, it was important because I went through that, like, figuring out what I actually wanted to do. But I know that for my audience, it was really confusing. It's like, oh, well, yesterday I was here and she had a bunch of neutral colors. And today we've got hot pink. (laughs) So who is this person, you know? Um, But I think something that can get really mixed up is when I hear brand strategy. I know that a lot of people, me personally, I know that that is a lot more about like your actual, like your personal brand, your business's brand, like more than just the colors, the fonts, what kind of graphics you're using. But I know a lot of people default to, oh, it's just branding. It's, you know, it's just like being consistent with what I do. So can you describe what a brand strategy is or someone that's looking to like invest in a branding session and wants to focus on their brand strategy and figuring that out? What does that look like? Yes, 100%. Because I totally agree. It's something that a lot of people hear and they're just, they're either like, well, that's just your branding, like surely, or that involves the word strategy. And I don't know what that means. So that scares me, (laughs) which is what I get most of the time. Um, So what, how I like to explain brand strategy is that it's basically like a tailored plan of how we're going to convey your brand to the world, right? It's a plan that takes you from like A to B. So I know a lot of people get scared, like I just said, of when we hear the word strategy, that it is something quite unknown. It's something that is sort of not for them, but it's basically just a plan of how to get you from A to B. And in this instance, it's how to get your brand from a load of sentences and beliefs and words that either float around your head or that you've like scribbled down in your notepad to a professional, memorable, intentionally designed brand that helps your business and you succeed. It's the difference between brands that are created in Canva, just created from, you know, personal likes and dislikes to, or a trending color palette, for example, because pink and red has been a thing for a very long time. Really? That's such an odd color combo. I feel like that, like, I don't know. So odd. Right? But it has been like trending color palettes, like the neutral tone color palettes that have been such a big thing amongst VAs. (laughs) Not looking at you, Dana. (laughs) Um, and like, you know, using that is the difference between that and a brand that's actually intentional and impactful and designed with strategy. So the strategy is just what takes your words, the inner workings of your business and your brand. So like I was saying before, like what your brand is all about, what your USP is, who your audience is and fully mapping that out, who your competitors are, being aware of those It's how you take all of those things. And okay, like when we take all of those things, how are we now going to make that into a visual brand? So it's just really clarifying like the internal elements of your brand. So we know how we're going to visually convey all that. I love that. I haven't actually heard it explained in that way. That's that's really cool. I like that. And I think it helps break down like the difference between and the importance of, you know, just coming up with some colors that you use consistently. Even I think if you are consistent with the colors you pick in Canva or the color palette that you choose randomly, sometimes you like hit brand kit and just scroll through a bunch of different color palettes. But I know some people tend to use that or even just using those fonts consistently. I think having a clear brand strategy just elevates what you can do with your marketing overall so much more because again, it allows you to understand like, okay, 
this is how my brand or my business is able to stand out from X competitor, or this is how I'll be able to get this message across and still stay, you know, in tune and aligned with, I hate that word aligned, but (laughs) stay aligned with my um, actual like mission for what I want to do for my business. So I think it's really important. And I think if you haven't either done a session with someone where you actually have a brand strategy session and get really clear on that, I think that you should take the time and sit down and actually make that one of your main focuses as you're getting started as a new entrepreneur. Um, and if you are have been in business for a while, but you've never really thought about this, I definitely think that that's another thing that maybe you should prioritize before you kind of like move into a new launch or whatever. But can you describe a little bit more about what it looks like to create a brand strategy from start to finish? So we kind of understand like why we need to use it, but for someone, again, you know, speaking to someone that's like brand new to the online world or is like even just thinking about starting a business, where do they start? Do they start with their mission statement? Do they start with their colors? Like where would you have them start? Yeah, 100%. So The plan, what it looks like when sort of I work through with my clients. So I start with, first of all, like their brand story, because I feel like that's like the origin piece is the bit to start with, like, why are you doing what you're doing? I'm really getting clear on, okay, this is our overall story and this is why we started. And then from there, you can move on to like what your brand's vision is. What is the vision for your business? What do you envision your brand achieving, impacting on people? what your mission is and your purpose, defining those, like your mission statement, what your purpose is, like what is the purpose of your brand? Like why are you here? What are you trying to achieve? And what are you trying to impact on for your audience? Um, And we move then on to like what your goals are, the long-term goals for your business, because they still, they seen seen as like little things that all they're just things that I focus in on, but actually they affect your brand and what your brand's going to look like. Because if you're looking to, maybe say like franchise your business or turn into an agency, for example, like if you're building a personal brand, yes, Nina, if you're building a personal brand, if it's then all solely reliant around you and designed around you, then that's not going to work when you're then an agency. They're all like different things that tie in, right? (laughs) That is so good. And that's such a good perspective too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Speaking from personal experience, going from being a done-for-you service provider offering virtual assistance, that we'll not even talk about that because that was like a month of my life. Then doing social media management as like a solo done-for-you solopreneur, quote unquote, and that branding and getting that being so personal to me. And like, I like hot pink, so I get to do this. And then switching into and scaling my business, which I think a lot of people don't think about. I was capped on income, you know, after I had about five or six clients on my roster. And so the only way for me to naturally continue scaling was to start that agency. But then I had to switch my branding. I literally just did a rebrand like at the beginning of this month, July 1st, (laughs) recording on the 8th was the first day I like completely switched over my branding. So it's something that you don't really think about, but if you're looking for the long term and you're setting those long term goals, and if your goal is to maybe not move into a mentorship position, but go into an agency model as someone who does provide done for you services, right? This is for like service providers specifically. That's something really important to think about, but I'll let you go back to you. Sorry, I just had a chime in. No, I love it. I love it. It's definitely something to think about because I think a lot of people are kind of capped sometimes because they, they don't think big. They feel like, well, that's not for me. Like I can't be an agency owner or that, you know, sometimes the, times the mindset blocks come up in that I can't think big, but actually 
think big have the confidence to do it because that's only going to benefit your brand in the long term so if that's something that you would like to do like forget whether it's for you or not or if you think it's too big like if that is something that you see yourself like want to achieve then like take it into consideration and like make it happen sorry off track there but yeah Um, so yeah, so when we go into then the plan of like a brand strategy, so once we've gone through like your purpose, your mission, your vision, what your brand is, what your goals are, we then dive into like what your brand values are. So what is important to you? What values are important to you for running your business? And then your tone of voice, how are you going to speak to your audience? How you want to show up your personality? What's your brand's personality? Because it shouldn't always just be a reflection of you. And then once we're clarified on all of that, all the stuff that's really about like your brand specifically, we then go out into mapping your audience. So like mapping out who your audience is, as well as creating like audience personas. So these are often like made up people that reflect different people within our audience so that we can get like super clear. And people always find it really strange when I like get them to name this person give them a profession, like what are their hobbies and what do they like to do on a weekend? Because all these things like tie in. So really going like deep into like who these people are. So we know exactly who we're talking to and that's really going to benefit our brand going forwards. And then once we're clear on that, we go into uh, your competitor analysis. So who are your competitors? Being really aware of who they are for one, but also what they're doing, what they're doing well, what they're not doing so well. Um, because this all fits together to make sure that we're creating a brand that stands out and that is strategically unique. It's not just like we're creating this brand and we think it's unique because of the colors we've used or, you know, we think this is pretty standout. It is actually strategically made to stand out amongst your competitors. We know it is because we've done the research to say, okay, none of these other brands are doing this. So that's what we're going to do. And once we've clarified all of that good stuff, we then move on to like the visual direction. So that's taking all of that information and research that we've just done and saying, okay, we've got all this. And now how are we going to turn this into, or how are we going to create graphics that visually convey all that? Like, how are we going to tell this story visually? So it goes through into like the, all the deep kind of nitty gritty research side, all the way into like your visual direction. Like, how are we actually going to implement all of that? Okay. I always think that's super important because at the beginning of when you're starting, you're very like, I think that's a really big step that you should probably take when you're first starting your business. Like I almost feel like one of the first investments you should probably make into your business is something to do with your branding, whether it's like having someone do your brand design for you or investing in like resources that help you do it yourself. If that's something that you want to do, but Because all of that, that entire like brand strategy session, again, sets you up to be able to market it yourself properly in the industry, online, on social media, however you're going to market yourself, even if you're doing like in-person marketing and putting, you know, creating business cards or creating flyers or whatever it is, that session and that process that you just described, describes like every first step you should probably take before you actually go in and start like, you know, trying to find some clients (laughs) because it, it really does. It just maps everything out for you. Moving from like branding and kind of diving a little bit deeper into like designing for someone that I keep saying this, but for someone that maybe doesn't know or is like not hasn't done their own graphics, maybe they're trying to like figure out how to like take that piece of their business on on their own. What are some like rules that or tips that you have for, you know, keeping your social media seamless or if they're going to outsource their social media to someone, what should they keep in mind to maybe tell that person that they're outsourcing 
that specific piece of their business too about social media graphics, for example, or just visuals on social media in general? 100%. I love this question. Um, Because I feel like social media is a good place to talk about because it's where the majority of people now market their businesses. And I see a lot of businesses doing it wrong, (laughs) shall I say. And it's very, it's like really little things that make the most impact is, is what I say. So things like going down to like the nitty gritty of maybe how they should be designed is like negative space. I see so many people so scared of like empty space on their social media posts. They feel like they have to fill every little inch. And it really like the less there is on your post, like the less little graphics you've got everywhere, the less your audience has to be, has to be distracted by. The more that there is, the more their eyes are going like, what's this? What's that floating around the post? Whereas if you have negative space and you have like hierarchy between like the size of the font, the the kind of font that you use and the body text, making sure that that's clear, having that negative space alongside those things will mean that your audience is fully focused on the content that you're delivering in that post rather than how it looks, which is what we need, right? We're trying to create posts that are packed full of value and making an impact for our audience, but then we pack it full of graphics that really don't need to be there. And it just gets lost. Like the message we're trying to put across to get lost. And I'm sure people spend hours creating those posts and we don't want all those hours to be lost, right? We don't have enough hours as it is as business owners. So making sure like less is more 100%. And also little things again, like to do with space, like making sure there is equal space surrounding your like elements that you put in there. So I see a lot of people when they create posts and say like when you have a rectangle, colored solid rectangle behind words and people will have like a really big gap on the left-hand side and it will be like touching the square on the other side. It's such little things, but like that just little thing creates it looking low quality. It doesn't look like a professional brand has created that. And like I said before, like every touch point that your audience has with you says something about your brand. So you want to be making sure that at each point you're creating a professional image for yourself, a high quality image. So little things like that, making sure there's equal space around the elements that you put in there, negative space are really super big things, as well as we've touched on a little bit before, like fonts and your color palette. So fonts, I'd say, keeping them to two ideally, but a maximum of three um, and making sure that they have like a hierarchy. So having like a main font that's like a display font. So like the script fonts that you see or something that's like a bit weird and like funky that a lot of people use these days, like a display font is good, but that should only be used for like headings, titles, small bits of text, right? And then your second font should be like a body text font. Something that's like super clear, super easy to read because you want to be making sure your audience is sticking around to read the content that you're putting out there. Because if it's the slightest bit hard to read, they're just not going to, they're just going to swipe off it. So making sure that your fonts are minimal and um, have a hierarchy to them and then your color palette as well. So again, keeping that minimal and keeping it consistent. So I'd say ideally no more than five colors within your color palette and making sure again that they're used consistently throughout your social media. And yeah, those would be sort of my main kind of tips. Those like basic things, if you keep all those within each of your social media posts and do that consistently. That's the best way to to make sure that your social posts are 
doing all the bits for you for your brand and as well making sure when you create your posts all I'd say is making sure they're aligned to your brand like is this the image that I want to portray is this aligned to like my values as I said before is this aligned to my audience and something that they would want to see and engage with I wanted to touch on as well when you were saying like you know just the little it bits and pieces of space that could be like off, you know, having something touching on one side and then like super far away on the other. I want to kind of relate this back to like brands that are selling a physical product. A lot of times me personally, this could just be a personal opinion, but I know that there's a statistic out there somewhere. I'm going to have it in the show notes because now I'm annoyed that I like can't pinpoint one. But if your social media again, reflects kind of like, oh, you know, this person doesn't really take their time. <laughs> you know, it's, it looks a little bit more low quality. They're going to associate that with like the product that you're selling specifically. So if you're branding on your social media, for example, if you create an educational carousel post on Instagram and it kind of looks thrown together and sloppy, they're going to nine times out of 10 associate that with the products that they're going to be receiving from you. So if they're thinking about ordering from you and they see things like that, Sometimes it's not even a conscious decision. They're just like, oh, you know, not my thing, not my style. They don't necessarily know why. So it's something really important to keep in mind. And for service-based businesses as well, especially in the industry, if you're selling something like a course or a program or something that's high ticket at all, especially for people that are selling things that are high ticket, you want to make sure that your branding is, you know, builds authority for you or like, you know, represents you as an authority in the industry. Like people want to buy from people that produce quality things. So just had to point that out there because I know that that's something that I do. If I look at something and I'm like, oh, they're a little bit newer or, you know, that's kind of like the (laughs) association I made with the brand. I tend to be like, I'm going to wait on that or I'm going to hold off on this because I don't know what this is going to look like. But that can also be used to your advantage if you're making something handmade. For example, if you have super high quality graphics and again, for example, on Instagram and you're selling something like, you know, super funky homemade earrings, that can really help tie your brand together um, and showcase your product even more. So branding has so much to do with marketing. I don't think you guys understand, but I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to add to that or not, but... 100%. And it's so nice to hear from someone who's like, gets it, right? Because it ties into so many different areas of your business. And I hear so much and I see so many like social media posts, people trying to be like, no, branding is just like pretty making. It's just like choosing colors in Canva. It's just printing up this post. And it's like, no, (laughs) it ties into so many different parts of your business. It's not just like a one size fits all that branding is this super professional, super only for high ticket entrepreneurs who are doing six figures. Like it's not, it's for everybody. And it's totally catered to you and your business. Like you were just saying, like if you're a product-based business that's creating handmade items, then that's not going to be the same branding that's provided to a six, seven figure entrepreneur coach. They're totally different things and they're totally tailored to you. So it's not, yeah, no one should think that it's like not for them or anything like that. Like it's totally catered to you. And again, ties into your marketing, like how you market your business because you can't market your business without branding. 100%. 
yes, you cannot market your business without branding. I mean, I guess you could, in hindsight, being 2020, I guess you can do these things, but you're going to be so much more successful if you sit down and you do the work to like get clear on your brand strategy, get clear on like your branding overall, like just what essentially what colors, what fonts, all the things that you're going to use and the quality of the visuals. I'm going to use that as a broad term that you're going to be putting out. But I also think branding has to do with like when we think of influencers, for example, that's why there's a really big difference between like branding and brand strategy. Like for influencers, a lot of times their branding could also, you know, pertain like their personality. And like you said earlier, like how they show up on social media. So it doesn't always just come down to the actual like visuals of what you're putting out there and the colors and the fonts of what we think of when we're thinking of Instagram. I want to like switch gears and kind of think of like a platform like TikTok or YouTube where it's a lot of like, it's still visuals, but it's a lot of video content. Branding can still be represented through the way that you like show up. So I think it's really important to mention, but it needs to be consistent. You know, if you're going to be, give us like, I'm going to use some bigger influencer names, but if you're going to give us like Emma Chamberlain energy in one video and then something a little bit more mellow (laughs) and upbeat and bubbly, I don't know, something completely opposite of her in the next, that can also like mess with like your personal brand. And I think there's, it's important to understand and like differentiate between the different pieces that go into branding. But Getting back to like designs and visuals for someone that maybe isn't too gifted in like the creativity realm, you know, I personally am guilty of this. I, when I first started off was like really not good. I loathed this first thing I outsourced, which is like my social media graphic creation because I was like, or I was finding a bunch of templates online, (laughs) guilty of that as well. But I think for me, it was the frustration of not knowing all the things that we talked about earlier about, you know, like the negative space and like being a perfectionist for someone that maybe isn't gifted in that area. What are some tips or like words of encouragement that you have for someone that is like not in a position to maybe outsource it and does want to do it on their own, regardless of if it's like an e-commerce business, you know, product-based or they're, you know, a seven figure like service-based business and they're just not gifted in that realm. Yes. This is a great question. And I I hear it a lot from so many people. So the first thing I want to say is like, if you think that you're the only one that hates creating on Canva, you are absolutely not. (laughs) You are amongst hundreds of thousands who like absolutely dread creating their graphics. I speak to so many people who are just like, I waste so many hours and just sit there tearing my hair out or just staring at a blank screen because I can't even think about what I know what I want to say in my post but I don't know where to even start creating a a visual graphic for that so to start off with you are absolutely not alone and so many people feel that way Um, and I think it can come from like as we've said before like having that clarity I feel like when you have clarity on the things we discussed previously and like your audience and what you're trying to achieve what your message is creating those things like comes with ease and like flow Um, I don't know if you've experienced this, Nina, but once you get that clarity, like things just come to you a lot easier because you already have that like plan in place that like, okay, well, this is what I'm trying to achieve. This is what I'm trying to say. So all those things kind of fall into place. So first tip would be getting clarity, sitting there and really being honest with with yourself um, and getting the clarity that you need on all those different areas, like your audience and what you're trying to achieve, what your vision is for your business. 100% clarity is my first port of call for any kind of advice because I know it's benefited me so much in my business and I hear it from other people. So really stepping back and doing that. I know we can be so quick to like want to dive in and get started and do this and do the thing. 
but it can be so so helpful and so beneficial to just step back and go and just ask yourself okay well like what am I trying to achieve here like what is my brand all about because it can really really help just to touch on that for a second my husband has this saying and he says it's when he's like buying things of like higher quality he's like you buy once you cry once you know if you buy something that's a little bit cheaper <laughs> you end up you know like buying it twice and then it ends up being worse and I wanted to kind of relate that to having the clarity instead of obviously we're not like physically buying something but if you just sit down and do the work to get clear on you know what you want your business to be like the vision that you have for your business the vision that you have for your branding and you sit there and you actually get clear on that once you won't have to go through the process of rebranding you know hating creating graphics because you have no idea inspiration tends to stop flowing as well i know that's something that i experienced before i knew what the heck i was doing I was like, oh, I'm going to create a couple posts like this. Or, oh, I saw this on Instagram. This looks cool. Let me follow this trend. And it can be very like all over the place. And then you never actually know when you're trying to create something for a launch or, you know, if you're trying to sell something specifically and you're creating a campaign style strategy or a strategy for your marketing campaign, rather, it can be really hard if you're not clear on that. So I know that we're saying clarity, get clear on it, you know, really hone in on this a lot, but it is really that important. So I just wanted to say that compare it to if you're going to like, are you going to put in the work once, you know, maybe get the ugly thing over with, or are you going to do it a thousand times and then like kind of figure it out as you go? I went that route, but I definitely wish that I didn't. <laughs> so I'll let you back to it. Oh, I love that. I love that saying. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. You, you buy once, you cry once. Love it. Cause it is so true that it is with a lot of things. Like, like I just said, like we're so like impatient. I feel like as business owners, we want to get going. We want to get selling our services. We want to get clients in. We want to do this and do that when actually like it is so much more beneficial to take that step back and, and take the time to figure it out first. Because like you said, you can just dive headfirst in and then have feel like you're like treading water constantly right because you're like well I don't know what I'm doing I don't know who I'm speaking to I don't know who my audience is like what am I doing and that's a much worse place to be when you're like you know you've got maybe clients or you've got leads coming in and you don't feel like you know what you're doing so it's better to do it first 100 um but yes my next kind of tips would be not feeling afraid is one of the things I, I think I see quite a lot is people are a bit afraid to be new at something or afraid to like feel uncomfortable or feel a bit silly or like stupid asking a question. And that for me is like one of the biggest things because I've been there and I have felt that like feeling of like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Who am I to be doing this? Or I shouldn't be asking that question. And honestly, when you just take that step to just like push that thought to the back of your mind, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And it's so true that if you don't take that step to feel a bit uncomfortable, like you're stopping yourself from the success, if you're good at it, if the success, if you like work through that barrier. So really just pushing that thought to the back of your mind, like if this feels uncomfortable, if it feels silly about it or anything like that, like just take the step, push that thought to the back of your mind and take that step forward because that is what's going to push your business forward at the end of the day. So really just stepping into that confidence and also not overthinking it. I feel like a lot of people overthink branding and what it is, like we've said, like it causes a lot of confusion and like overwhelm and thinking that it's something that's not for you. Like it's this big special thing up on a pedestal that's only for big businesses, six, seven figure businesses. And that it's not meant for you, but it is, it really is. And I always say this to people that like, take a step back and look at those six, seven figure businesses. 
how do you think they became six, seven figure businesses, right? They became that because they were once where you were and they took that step and did the things, did the invested in brand strategy, invested in their branding, invested in their marketing. Like they did all these things to get to that point. So if you're wanting to get to that point, you need to do those things. It's not that it's not for you. It's like they've done it and that's what's got them to that point. Period. Love that. (laughs) Yes. And speaking of investing in branding and brand strategy for someone that's like, okay, they've listened to this and they're like, clearly I'm doing something wrong or they're trying to start a business. And they're like, okay, clearly this is where I need to start. If someone is wanting to outsource that, again, you guys know, I already said Connie is brilliant. How can someone work with you if they're wanting to? And like, for example, do you just offer brand strategy? Do you actually do like the designing? Do you do consistent like graphics? Like tell us a little bit more about how people can work with you. Yes, I shall do that 100%. So I cover brand strategy, brand design, and then collateral design is what I like to call it. But that covers like your social media designs, any print designs, which I guess is a lot for like product-based businesses, but I cover a whole spectrum of things. Anything you need for branding your business and like graphic design, I am your gal. I have done for you services, which at the minute, if you're looking for like branding services, Um, I have a VIP day um, where I rebrand your entire business within 24 hours, which is time zone dependent, I will say. But basically within 24 hours, I rebrand your entire business because I know a lot of business owners struggle. They need like eight pairs of hands and like 24 more hours in the day to get things done, right? And no one wants to be waiting like six weeks for a branding package. So that's why I created the VIP day. And then I also have my go-to package, which combines brand strategy and brand design. So this one takes a little longer. It takes the six weeks for completion, but you are covered. Like you are start to finish. Your brand strategy uh, session is involved in that in your brand strategy document. And then you have your visual branding that's paired with that as well. Um, And then if you're a little newer to things, like if you're a new business and you just don't even know where to start, you want to kind of dip your toe in um, and get some guidance with like creating visuals for your social media, like how to use Canva, then I have a power palette one-to-one session, which would be more suited to you, where I walk you through how to create graphics for your social media and creating your brand kit on Canva, all the little tips and tricks I know so you can keep your brand consistent. No matter whether you're new to the game or not, then yeah, that's all the ways you can work with me at the minute. Awesome. Yes. And then if someone just wants to come follow you, by the way, you guys, her Instagram literally screams at you when you come to her profile. So I'm so excited for you guys. You're going to know what I mean. If you click the link in the show notes, we have her um, at name down there as well. But literally go look at it. That is what solid branding looks like. And that is probably going to be motivation, I think, for some people to be like, oh yeah, this is what I want people to feel (laughs) when they come to my page. And again, you're not, you're going to know what I mean when you go click it, but yeah, let us know where we can find you on social media. And yeah, I'm so, so, so happy with this conversation. I hope everybody learned so much from this, but like I said, y'all are going to know what I'm talking about as soon as you (laughs) head on over there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I've I've really worked on perfecting my brand and I've really got it to a point where it just it just hits right. And I'm so glad that that's the impression that you get when you click on my account. I love it. <laughs> so my Instagram is hire.connie if you want to follow me over there. That is where I am at most of the time. 
rambling nonsense on my stories, giving you little mini trainings on there, showing you the craziness of running my own business and having a two-year-old toddler. And I also am on YouTube at Hiya Connie and also Pinterest. And they're all under the same at name. So Hiya Connie. Hi guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Biz Booster podcast and I'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biz Booster podcast. Make sure to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. And for more free content and guidance on your journey to building your dream business, please make sure to go follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Blom Social Co. And don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Booster podcast. For more resources and full show notes, visit ninabvirtually.com slash podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode.